This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Our blast, these three blasts go for, um, are about innocence, innocence lost, and innocence retrieved. So it's innocence. I don't know how to spell that. I don't know how to spell that. C E N C E. Innocence. Innocence. Lost, and then, and then innocence restored. So you'll notice that innocence and innocence restored have this, are the same blast, okay, and it's called tikiya. <coughs> and tikiya means means uh, it, it has a lot of meanings, but the main meaning for us is that it's it's what's locked in, like the truth. It's the truth. It's the locked-in, honest truth. So, like, for example, the honest truth is you are pure. The honest truth is that you're amazing. The honest truth is that you are, like, endlessly powerful. And the honest truth is you make a big difference. The honest truth is that you're wanted. The honest truth is that you're lovable. The honest truth is that you're beautiful. The honest truth is that you're healthy. The honest truth, like, that's the real honest truth. And you'll notice that every kid, you know, show me any two-year-old. They all live exactly every adjective I just described, which was a whole bunch of them. And that's their lives. They, don't, they would never think otherwise. But then there's something called shvarim, and this is the honest truth about you. And then there's shvar, shvarim, which is the broken, means the brokenness. So, so this is where the honest truth goes into brokenness. And all of us go through this. You, know. you can't sin unless you're broken, you know. And you can't you can't do anything wrong unless you're broken. But that, but this is the brokenness. And and this is all the adjectives like stupid, ugly, fat, dumb, uh, unwanted, un, unworthy, uh, victim, no good, you know, evil. All, all the negativity that people have kind of running underneath the system, which is which is really a broken state for the two-year-old. I mean, it's amazing that those could be the same person, that someone could have been two and someone could have also said all this terrible stuff about themselves. It makes no sense at all. And yet it's universal. Everyone does it. It's, it's crazy how, how human beings can have this brokenness going on and almost everyone you meet. And why do we have to be so gentle and treating each other so fragile? Because we are. You understand? Because everyone's broken and you don't want to like step on their broken parts. You don't want to throw salt on their in their fifty stitch wound. So that's the brokenness of a person. And the um, but the thing is what we do is we try to cover up the brokenness. I'm putting it inside a case, is we encase it with something like glamorous or like technologically savvy or or handsome or strong or or rich, or we cover it up with all kinds of stupid cover-up stuff. That's just a further departure from our from the honest truth. You understand? Like it's not the honest truth. It's it's just a cover-up of the brokenness. You understand? So everyone's walking around with this like crazy cover-up of their brokenness, which leads them to really stupid things. You know that it oftentimes against our tribe, meaning against Torah, and you know often going directly against our tribal heritage and the ancestral traditions and the uh, because you know you never know what's 
going to be called cool in any generation. And so, so we're we're so busy trying to be cool that we can really go very far from from the. And the tekiah is not just the honest truth about you, but it's also the honest truth about Torah, about our ancestral heritage, about living our lives organically as Jews, fully aligned with what it means to be a Jew. And then the brokenness means like, well, I'm so broken anyway, so like, why would I even keep all that stuff in Judaism? And then the cover-up, who says the cover-up of 2019 has anything to do with Judaism? Maybe it doesn't. And there are, there are certain applications where it does. You know, I know plenty of yeshivas where guys are like trying to learn the most because, or she's trying to be the most sneeze or whatever as a cover-up. You know, there are people who are doing that too in the observant community, but too often the cover-up is, uh, is quite far from Jewish ways. Now here, this is the, this is called uh, trua, and trua means, means uh, to awaken, and that's to awaken from your sleep. Trua is a sputtering cry. Okay, Trua is a sputtering cry. It's, uh, have you ever like sobbed so intensely that you've completely lost it and your voice has become like the Trua of a chauffeur? And you're just like, have you ever lost it like that? Uh, unfortunately, and this is crazy to say, and I hate to say it, but that's kind of the only way back. Yeah, and I mean, those chauffeur blasts are telling us the path back, but you'll notice that anyone who hasn't come to sputtering, convulsive crying won't be really transformed by by, uh, by whatever they try to do to transform. Meaning, uh, you, a lot of people, it's a big industry trying to transform your life. I mean, that's like, it's probably a trillion dollar industry transforming your life. I mean, there's seminars, and there's books, and there's websites, and there's, you know, programs, and webinars, and everything. You don't get to the sputter. You don't get to Cherua. And by the way, you can probably do almost any of those. As long as you get to the sputtering convulsive cry, you'll get your results. But you don't get to the sputtering convulsive cry. Well, you might change a little. But you're not going to really get, get to the... Have your innocence restored back to Tikiyah. You know, about the honest truth of you. And live that. You know some people who... You know some people who like really live the honest truth. As adults, very rare to find, but you know people like that. I promise you they've had the sputtering cries. They have sputtered and sputtered and sputtered in humiliating form. Sometimes in the fetal position, like they've dropped into full fetal position, sometimes even publicly, and, and wailed out uh, Cherua. And, but that's our goal, by the way. Somewhere between the beginning of Rosh Hashanah till Yom Kippur, you want to go there. Okay? You want to hit Teruah. And God's holding the camera. He's holding the camera. He's waiting for that moment. He's going to shoot a, shoot a little snapper and bless you for the most amazing year. And he wants to bless you that year. He'll shoot, he'll shoot several snappers. You know how you ever give your smartphone to somebody and say, you might take a picture, you get your camera back, it's got like 30. It's like, were you planning on editing this too? I mean, you're, you're just handing my phone back with 30 photos to look at? Like, thank you for nothing. I said, can you shoot a picture? Not can you shoot up pictures? Yeah? I just want a picture. I don't want a giant editing job now. Yeah. But you get it all. You get people do this all the time. So God is shooting along the lines of those 10 days from Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. He's taking little shots at you throughout in case that's going to be the best one. But the one you're going for is the sputtering cry. That's really the goal. So you want to get yourself to the right minions 
You want to get yourself to the right positions. You want to keep all the laws, both negatives and positives, super accurately to make sure you don't miss it just because you're not in tune with the days. You know, you got to be in tune with the days too. It's not good enough you sputtered out and you, but you were like totally out to lunch on the, the actual energy of the day. So you want to keep the days to their fullest and get yourself to this reckoning where you're not going to live a lie anymore. You're going to live the honest truth. You're going to the honest truth. And how do you do it? How do you get to Jura? By just realizing the cost. The cost. You've got to realize how much you're paying. But realize here, obviously. Realizing here won't help you. But when you realize here how much it costs, what's it cost your relationships? What's it cost your relationship with God? What's it cost your relationship with yourself? What's it cost your relationship with your parents? What's it, what, what are you paying for this? What are you paying to be telling yourself this garbage and covering it up with some more garbage? What are you paying with that? And what are your kids going to pay if you, when you get married? Or what are your kids paying now if you are married? What does it cost? And then you have this amazing reckoning of realizing that you are shooting yourself in the foot constantly by, by just your way of being is messing you up. And it's not even true. Because God created all of us pure. And we, we fell from that grace. We fell from our innocence. And, but it's waiting for us. And the way we get back to it is through intense regret. This is intense regret. When we get clear with the cost, and we get to the intense regret of, of how much we pay, how much our immediate family pays, how much our friends pay, how much our intimacy pays, how much our relationship with God pays. Like the incredible, gigantic, cumulative cost of living your life from a broken state. And when you get super real with that, you get to the sputtering cry, the teruah, and you awaken and, what gives, and you give birth to yourself. And giving birth hurts, man. It just comes to screaming. I've been in those birthing rooms. Okay? We've had a lot of those. And sputtering cries are going on in there. And, and a child's being born. So that's your child being born. You need to give birth to your child. Now, I don't know what you're going to do to get it, you know, I run seminars specifically, the possibility of seminars specifically set up to give that to people. And uh, the next one's in Muncie, actually, in, uh, uh, I think, the week after Sukkot. And, uh, and then after that, I've got a couple English ones for men here, and then London in December. So, but, there, but there's plenty of seminars. You don't even mind. Go to, go to anyone's that, that the seminars designed to take you to this place. And the best seminar of all is our own Jewish seminar, which begins... Sunday night, Rosh Hashanah. It's designed to get you there. And if nothing else does it, Yom Kippur will get you. If you go into Yom Kippur fully, it'll get you. And make sure you're in the right place for the last prayer, because if you still didn't get there, you got to make sure you have a chazan. A chazan means the prayer leader. You're going to have a prayer leader who's going to break. The prayer, when the prayer leader breaks, and he can't even go on because he's crying so intensely, that's the prayer group you want to get to if you've really not made it till now. Okay? Shalom, everybody. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.